COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hi, um, this is... Hello? 
Hello? Can you hear me? Hi. All right, let hey, me just... Let me, yeah, let me just adjust my volume and, and, and such. Just give me a sec. I'm on speaker, too. That might help. Hi. Hi. I'm so sorry I missed you yesterday. Uh, we actually had a lot of... Um, a, a few news stations there yesterday. Quite a bit, actually. We were pretty much um, tied up in interviews unexpectedly for a couple of hours. Um, I mean, that's a good problem to have. I mean, um, it, it yeah. means that people are paying attention to your cause and that, um, that, that they're interesting, interested in what you guys are doing and the fight, the good fight that you guys are putting up. Thank you. Yeah, the media's been so supportive, actually, of the people's voice. They've made that clear for months, so um, it's a great advocate uh, to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess, like... Um, I, I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to, to talk with, with me about, about what's going on. So I guess like the first, um, the first question I want to start off with is, um, just, just a basic one, just like, so, you know, I just want to learn a little bit about kind of your cannabis journey and what got you into cannabis activism. Quite an incredible journey, actually. Um, so I got sick when I was attending Ole Miss for political science pre-law. Um, basically, my body just started dying. Um, multiple systems were having huge complications. Everything from extreme glucose levels um, dropping and rising unexpectedly. Um, then I would have issues. Um, I had endometriosis, polycystic ovarian. Just one diagnosis kept coming in after another. And so between 23 and 26, they tried to put me on disability. I went through numerous surgeries, tests, you name it. I was on nine prescriptions when I had to be hospitalized for a week. And when I got out, um, because, of course, the prescriptions, obviously, it was just a, a number of years of just really almost making things worse. And I felt that way, even though the doctors just thought they could find the specific medicine I needed, right? And mm -hmm. um, so when I got out of the hospital, I stopped all nine prescriptions and I started using cannabis off the street in Mississippi. <laughs> you know, uh, you just buy what you can find. And within a year, uh, I was, you know, I would say I was probably 75% healthier than I'd ever been in my life. And as the years continued and I was able to increase uh, within one to three years, uh, I mean, I was just the healthiest I'd ever been. It was incredible. And, I mean, I still had lots of issues. They tried to do a full hysterectomy when I was 23. They oh, tried my goodness. To, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And 40% um, of my body when I moved to Portland uh, for medical cannabis, I became a cannabis refugee. 40% of my body was covered in psoriasis, and they wanted to do chemo, and I wouldn't allow them to do that either. So my husband and I just sold everything we had, packed the car, and left for Portland. <laughs> and um, we lived up there for almost seven years, and um, both I lived in Vancouver, Washington, worked in Portland, Oregon. Both states had medical, both states went recreational, and um, the more I was able to afford an increase, um, I actually prefer flour, the inhalant, and I use anywhere from an eighth to a quarter a day. And when I do, my body is at its peak health, and it's incredible. I was supposed to be disabled at 23. I'm almost 37. Um, I'm an ambassador for the National Women's Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. Um, I started a news network with several activists in Mississippi, Mississippi Cannabis News Network. Um, I'm the president of We Are the 74. Uh, you name it, um, if it can if it sounds like something great to do, we just jump in and 
there's so many patients just like me that cannabis has given them their life back. And now uh, I moved back in 2018. Thank goodness that the Farm Bill 2018 made that easier, obviously. Um, but basically, I gave up everything in Portland to move home to help take care of my mother-in-law, who went on hospice uh, really fast. So I had to up and leave Portland within 20 days and move back home. And I, um, I had uh, some internal bleeding and stuff after I moved back. My body kind of almost went through a shock. Um, from not having the cannabinoids that I was getting before, uh, which kind of almost um, solidified the theory that I had been developing while I was out there, that all these 30 conditions were one main condition that I believe is just endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. I just believe my body cannot produce enough of its own endocannabinoids, and the more I supplement with phytocannabinoids, the healthier my body is, the better it reacts. Uh, I I moved out west. A year later, I was pregnant. Uh, my daughter is almost eight. Uh, the child they said I would never have. I still not have a hysterectomy. I've, I haven't had surgery in years. <laughs> I haven't had a surgery since I had my C-section with my daughter, and I had to have plastic surgery after that um, because my C-section wouldn't heal. Um, my body's kind of like this weird walking anomaly. It never makes sense. Apparently, the infection that I got, um, the doctor said it was as rare as getting um, struck by lightning and winning the lottery in the same year, actually. Wow. Uh, they tried to induce me for 62 hours. They could not induce me. And I have fibromyalgia, psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, endopause, so pain, right? Pain, pain, lots of pain all the time, everywhere, widespread pain and neuropathy. And I didn't even have a Tylenol in the 62 hours of going through four rounds of Pitocin in the Foley Bowl procedure. Not even a Tylenol. That's cannabis. 100%. <laughs> and they knew it and they supported it. They kept me on cannabis my entire pregnancy. I had to see regular doctors, high-risk doctors. They had meetings because there's no way that someone that's that sick can survive that, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I did lose a lot of blood in my C-section. It was risky and I did get close. But, um, you know, again, uh, I was healthy. My daughter was healthy. She was reading on a first grade level by the time she was two. Um, she's brilliant, a brilliant mind. Um, so yeah, just like the doctor said, there wouldn't be any adverse effects and he told me to stay on it and I did. And I had a wonderful, healthy pregnancy. My daughter's amazing and I don't even go to doctors anymore. I don't, I just know that I need cannabis and that's what I use. And I think the last time I had to actually get a doctor was a kidney stone that came on in the middle of the night unexpectedly which you can't control that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I had to I had to be taken to the hospital, actually. It was pretty bad. Um, but that was, I mean, that was not my choice. I was taken, you know. <laughs> uh, if you could just rub some cannabis salve on it, I'd have probably been just fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, that's that's quite a substantial journey. Um, I mean, it, like, it, it, it really, um, like, it, it's really a testament to, to how effective um, cannabis is as a medicine. And it's just, it's so sad because doctors, because it's federally illegal, they're not taught about this in med school. And you, when, 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 you know, you have a condition and, you know, they're, they're telling you, oh, we only, you can only take these pharmaceuticals or whatever, and then try as you might. Cause I, I went through a similar journey, not, not with a condition that's as severe as what you had, but like, again, I, I, I had like a good four to five years of, of, of trying things repeatedly to, to no avail, but it's just sad because the, the doctors are not taught about it in medical school and they're discouraged from even telling you that it can work so you're having to just research this by by yourself and just like 
you know, try it. So, I, I mean, it's it's amazing that you were able to, again, you're such a courageous individual. It's amazing you were able to just um, go through that and, 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 and push on with, with cannabis being a medicine um, for you. So, I guess the, like, next question I have is... Um, to your knowledge, with with Mississippi and um, the the ballot process, um, were were the were there lawmakers in like the last twenty years um, trying to amend the process so something like this wouldn't happen? Um, so I've heard that there were several times where they actually tried to fix the congressional district problem, and it never made, really made it past the committee. Um, they simultaneously, depending on um, which um, area they were working in different parts of the government, would use four or five districts, depending on what they needed. Um, I always try to make the point that the districts don't matter as much as the border of Mississippi. How many Mississippi voters specifically wanted this and signed for it? And that signature is a registered voter, so never no matter which way you cut the cake, still just a cake, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> still just a voter who said they wanted medical cannabis. And um, that loophole, I believe, um, it's, it's hard to accuse it of being intentionally left, but it wasn't taken seriously enough uh, by the people at, and a risk being there. We should have, uh, as an active um, part of our government, been on our representative and legislators to fix that problem. We didn't, we didn't notice the risk that it stood to our ballot initiative process. Now we do, now that it's gone. But I mean, we also sat idly by and let them do that, did we not, in so many ways. So our group has tried so much over the last five months to to try something different. We talk about changing the political landscape of Mississippi. So we take responsibility for not being active enough in our government in the past to allow Mississippi to become one of the most corrupt um, states in the union. That That's a reputation that, that Mississippi has and now we're trying to become a government of the people the people need to be involved um i don't want to tell people what to think i want them to try to educate themselves if i can help you um, lead you in the right direction scientific studies religious studies whatever is good for you um we'll talk about that and discuss it but i want you to think for yourself and that's just my personal thing and and luckily all the people that have come together to build the 74 feel the same way so we've tried to facilitate education not only between the patients that we're trying to represent but other cannabis organizations and then the legislators we've actually worked with alongside to try to get some things in this bill specifically and or educate them in cannabinoid science so that they understand the bill that they're writing. We've given them examples, scientific studies, emailed over at midnight if they needed it. You know, they have been so active with us. Uh, and it's a handful of them, right, that are just really trying to stand up and do the right thing. Um, and it's been incredible to behold. And unfortunately, um, the governor has always said once the consensus was reached, he would call the session, right? No problem. Mm-hmm. The consensus was reached two and a half weeks ago, and yet no session called. Now he's tweaking the bill, trying to change it, um, digging in, right? Uh, we have this wonderful presentation being put on at 420 in front of the governor's mansion, and it's actually a quarter pound of uh, Mississippi-grown hemp flour. And they're actually doing a, a demonstration, a real, to show people, okay, this is what is holding up this entire bill. This is approximately one ounce, a handful of, of dry, like, here's the buds. 
And it really helps give people, not only the people, but also legislators who have no knowledge of cannabis, a perspective and understanding. And we're going to send that content out. We're pumping out content all weekend long. Um, Mississippi Cannabis News Network has several shows. So we're actually filming those shows on location around the Capitol and the governor's mansion this weekend. Um, we're planning like a karaoke event. We have a Sunday service where we're going to be talking about how cannabis saves lives. And um, if people want to give their patient testimony, uh, they can come out for that. So we have all these things um, that we're trying to do to bring some of the community together and um, at least some patients just to be there and be there for each other in this surrounding area. Um, Jackson is, you know, um, deals a lot with crime and they're suffering a lot. So this is a way for the 74 to come to Jackson and kind of show that we're going to be here. Uh, we are now part of our government. We are the people, they are us, and we will be together through this from now on. Awesome. Um, I, like, I mean, I wanted to just sort of, like, um, like, it, like, a lot of times, just in general, it seems that, um, it, it seems that framing of, of an issue is everything, and how you present it, um, to the audience is, is key. Um, I've heard, like, 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 when, the, when, when they were first, um, trying to make adult use legal, in many states, um, like like Washington, Colorado, those those sort of areas, um, they were calling it recreational marijuana. But then a couple years after the first few states did it, they started moving more towards calling it adult use instead. Um, so, in your estimation, do you believe that if 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 this issue were framed in a in in a way where like um, because because you brought up something about um, hemp farmers in Mississippi, so like if this yeah. was framed in in a way that um, that made that made it like is it, if this was framed in in a sort of like pro farmer sort of sense, like legalizing medical is going to provide a, another cash crop for the farmers. Um, now that, you know, a lot of people are not doing tobacco as much and, 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 and that sort of thing. So like, like, like it would just, it'd just be bad political optics for, for them to be seen as anti-farmer. Um, do, do you think something like that would help or would, would move the needle? Oh, no, absolutely. We talk about that actually. So when I worked in Portland, I actually worked for a recycling company, right? So hemp plastics have become something that I've really, really pushed for. Um, companies that I've worked with in the past and helped set up, we use sustainable products. A coffee shop that I helped set up, um, we only use sustainable products. They were corn resin. So I have explained to several legislators that I've been able to get meetings with the importance of, in a post-pandemic economy, Mississippi, who has already suffered as the poorest state for a long time, or reputation of being one of the poorest states, I should clarify, and um, in impoverished areas uh, such as the Delta. The Delta is wonderful, rich farmland. Uh, the fact that we're keeping this from our farmers and our economy is, is criminal in itself, not even talking about the medicine. Our economy needs this, and I've pointed this out to several legislators. You have an island in the Pacific that is larger than Texas of trash, trash. We have nothing to do. We have no way to get rid of that right now. We are trying to figure out ways that we can clean up our oceans. Then you have microplastics. We don't even know how to begin to figure out the glitter problem, right? Glitter getting everything yeah. uh, in the ocean, in our animals. So many things. But guess what? Hip doesn't do that. I go around saying cannabis will save the world. And people laugh, but then I explain. Cannabis has over 55,000 plus estimated uses from textiles to medicine. It has revolutionized humanity 
from the beginning of history, 10,000 years ago. Plus, you know, every day we find out an earlier history in Earth, right? You Last year it was one year, and now we find out 5,000 years before, et cetera. So it has, it has saved us so many times. I mean, from hemp sales, our own Declaration of Independence being on hemp paper, you had to legally grow hemp as a cash crop in Jamestown, uh, hemp for the war in the early 1900s. There's so many things where you can just show factually that cannabis has saved us. Now, 100 years of prohibition has imprisoned our nation, imprisoned us from our medicine, from the cannabinoids our body needs. And your body might not produce enough of what it needs if it doesn't. Okay, environmental factors, diet, disease, these things can prevent your body from making what it needs. You supplement, right? We know this is true with vitamins. The ECS is the system that runs everything. And you did make an excellent point about um, cannabis not being taught in medical schools. Our very own University of Mississippi Medical School does not teach ECS science currently. There's only about 3% of medical schools that do. Uh, the, the worst thing about that is that the federal government only used to grow in one location in the country, and that ran for about 50 years. And that was at the University of Mississippi, where they shipped out cannabis to patients across the country while preventing our patients in Mississippi um, from being able to have widespread state access to a safe, healthy medicine alternative. And while we let the big pharma grow in our back door, basically, um, just pounding that thing down all all these years. And then, you know, they're growing it in our backyard. Um, but say, you know, saying it has no medicinal value while they hold the patent for it, saying it does. And we've allowed these things to happen in our state, and that's why we have that corrupt politician rumor. But I do believe that all marijuana use, cannabis use, there's so many different terms, right, Mary Jane? I do believe that all cannabis use, whether it be medical, recreational, adult use, whatever you want to call it, all use is medical use because our bodies need cannabinoids. That is the fact that science is finding. And all of these points that you're making are, are just points on how criminal the prohibition period has been and how idly by the people have sat and allowed it to happen. Um, so now, yes, we have to fight twice as hard because we sat idly by. Um, we were happy to buy it off the black market if we could buy it in the store. We just made do, right? Because it was such a, a dangerous battle. We didn't want to lose our jobs, our freedoms, anything, right? Yeah. So we just hid in secret. We hide now. I hid the whole time I was out west because I was still brainwashed. I only became a vocal public cannabis activist when I moved home to a town of a few hundred people where I could easily be arrested all the time and talked about how it saved my life, and I became an advocate then. I don't want to be a criminal anymore. I'm going to do everything I can to not be. And that's how we got involved in gathering signatures and um, all the, the public media explaining how um, to the public when they actually put it on the ballot, they try to trip us up as well. And we explained to the public at length. We even made shirts that had the sample ballot to show people how to vote properly if they supported cannabis. You name it. <laughs> we did mm-hmm. it. We made decals. Um, vote 65 for veterans. Vote 65 for autism. Uh, all these different things just to raise awareness. And then it passes. 74%, right? Wow. And then it's gone. Even more than my state got. Um like in Massachusetts, when we voted on it um, almost 10 years ago, I think it got around like 63 or whatever. Like um, both you and Florida have like the, I think you guys have the record at the moment. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I know it's one of the highest um, votes that we've had as far as like a huge voter turnout all in one issue. Um, it really brought this, this state together. 
it was incredible to pull. And now you still have all these cannabis organizations representing so many different groups uh, that have banded together. We're still standing together, still trying to fight. Um, we are the 74 is actually putting on uh, or started the process of bringing everybody to Jackson this week. We started arriving on Monday, but on Monday you had a Citizens Alliance of Mississippi, which is CAM, and that is ran by Shay Dobson, who's another huge cannabis activist and has actually been the mayor of Ocean Springs. Um, so you have all these different organizations, um, Battle Initiative 77 supporters, that actually all turned out uh, at different times. We're trying to take shifts so that we always have a presence in front of the governor's house because we are the voters. We will always have a presence. We should always have a voice. And at one time, I don't care if it's one person or if it's 100 person, we will have one person there as often as we can stand tall yeah i mean yeah like we i mean we gotta we gotta we gotta fight um to 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 get this legal or to get this accessible um where where we live um no matter where we live um i mean i have i have listeners from all over the world but um i mean yeah um so so I just wanted to sort of know, like, um, cause we, cause we were talking about how, um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about, um, you know, sort of how, you know, the, the sort of, the sort of things that they were trying to trip you up on with, with, with regards to, um, putting this on the, on the ballot, um, nullifying it, that sort of thing. Um, so right now, like as it stands, like what, Okay, so what's the bill? What what's in what's currently in the bill that that is currently being discussed right now, and is and how close to to is it to the ini- initial um, initiative sixty five that the voters wanted? So actually, very similar um, in a lot of different ways. Um, it focuses on uh, there's some things that they added to focus uh, specifically on Mississippi businesses, some micro licensings where it's easier for Mississippi uh, business owners to actually get into uh, the market. Um, there was a home grow option actually in there for patients, which was wonderful. Now, as so basically, Senator Black. Blackwell actually wrote the bill, right? And Representative Yancey came on board and helped him write the bill. But once it leaves their hands, we start losing a lot of things. Um, so we lost home grow, unfortunately. Um, Representative Yancey, one of the biggest things that those guys were passionate about was no THC caps because one of the things our organization had brought to their attention was the need for high THC and things like Rick Simpson oil for patients, et cetera. And um, we sent them, you know, scientific studies on this exact thing. And so we had no THC caps, and now we have THC caps. So we tried to meet in the middle and say, okay, can you just make our concentrates 90% instead of 60? Um, Maybe, you know, we're okay with a 30% flower cap. We can deal with that right now. We need a skeleton that is, is going through. We need a session with a skeleton that is happening. That way our program is in process. If they wait till regular session to do it, that's months and months longer that we're not going to have medicine. And, I mean, we are the 74. We lost a board member to PTSD. He's a combat vet. I mean, he was one of my best friends. Like, we have our organization. We are watching children right now that we advocate for. Uh, Miles is too. He sees his days, hours and hours and hours on end with no relief 
as we are speaking right now. I can't stress this enough. And we have four of those children right now that we talk about all the time. We have a patient story show by Amy Smoot, and she is our uh, one of our biggest patient advocates and patient voices. Um, she ha- she can. I would love to get you in touch with her. She's wonderful, um, and you have all these amazing activists that have now banded together to fight the system. And now you have these legislators who stood up and wrote this wonderful bill, um, especially like the homegrown thing. They they haven't even given up on that. They're going to try to do it again, you know, in regular session. So um, they know and. I, I, I think that I think home grow for patients would be incredible, and I don't think it will happen in this session. I don't, um, but um, the program will still be growing. So maybe by the next one. And and my reasoning for that is, um, if if cannabis was the biggest issue they were focusing on, it'd be easy to tweak it accordingly. But there are numerous issues going on right now in Mississippi mandates. Um, the medical freedom rallies are taking place all over the state. There are so many things happening in Mississippi right now. Um, cannabis is a part of the puzzle and a large part of the puzzle because of so many Mississippians. And our, legisl- our legislators really did take the time to make us that priority. But if our governor isn't calling the session, he's not making it a priority. Our hands are tied. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I've heard that, like, you know, like, Tate, that the Governor Rees had to sort of be dragged to do this, and then there's, like, an agriculture, agricultural commissioner that wants to, that, that's against sort of regulating it. So, like, um, so, so, in addition to, in, in addition to those, um, barriers, like, what other sort of barriers do you, do you think currently stand the way? Um, I, I know, like you, you had mentioned, um, certain politicians are, they are sort of trying to do what the people had voted on, but you still have a lot of people in, in, in both chambers that are, are against exactly. it. So what, what, what do you think? Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what, so what do you think in, in, in that sense? So, um, yeah, I mean, our our organization has been so lucky to be able to talk to these guys that have actually been working on the bill. But, yeah, they have a lot of opposition. Um, Obviously, as soon as it left their hand, I mean, you're talking about it getting sliced, diced, and de-sexed. Like, wow. Like, I mean, it's been awful to watch them work so hard for months on end and try to learn and try to educate themselves. Not only that, they helped educate us on how we can be better activists and voters and how we can help the masses become more active in their government. They educated us as well. It has been a miraculous thing to behold. Uh, And then when it leads to the top tier, when it leaves the House and Senate, then look what starts happening. Um, So it's been a really hard road to watch all these amazing things get written to a bill and then watch them go again to lose it all again. So the fact that he won't even give us that skeleton and let us get a program in the works, that the arrogance behind that is so insulting to the population of Mississippi, I don't even know how to describe it. There's so much anger in the Mississippi people right now, but so much fear for retaliation. I've been threatened, harassed for months. Um, I was threatened that cannabis would be called on me. Uh, You name it, some of the threats were taken out. That is real life. Those are big facts. My family has suffered. My, My board members have suffered. Um, I'm talking about being harassed for days and days on end. And you just smile, know you're doing it for the good. You know you're fighting for these patients. And you just, everything is hard. Choose your heart. We know we're fighting for the righteous path. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's so it's so um, it's so tragic that there are still people that um, that not only 
don't that not only don't want people to get relief, but want to actively harm people that are fighting for other people to get relief. It just it just blows my mind. But I mean, it's like you said earlier, and it's like we talked about earlier. There's still a lot of um, stigmas with cannabis. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an '80s baby. Um, like I'm, I, I mean, I grew up in like the, the, I was born like the last year of the '80s. But um, I still grew up a dare. I still remember after school specials in the '90s. So even though I live in a legal state in Massachusetts. Um, a lot of our politicians, even now, are still against it. Like, the, our governor, when we voted on it in 2016, the, the former mayor of Boston, he's now the labor secretary for Biden, um, our current attorney general, they all took out an ad, and they all, no, they all took out an editorial in the Boston Globe telling us to not do it. And then when we had voted on it, when we had voted yes, they... They, during a lame duck session, they, 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 um, hiked up the tax rate. Um, they were, they were, um, delayed. They, they voted. I mean, they, in the, in the, um, what's the name? In the lame duck session, they delayed implementation of, of adult use. So instead of it going into effect January of 2018, they bumped it up to July 2018. And they, and they did a lot of other, like, ridiculous sort of things and and to fast forward to now um these same politicians are in charge of appointing people to oversee the implementation of adult use in our state and and medical that's already been that's been already been legal since 2013 and again they 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 stack the deck they appoint people that have never used the plant or that don't like the plant and the people that use it so we're having to fight that all the time we're having to fight um municipalities um all sorts of all sorts of different entities even even in a state that it, it is legal it just it's still an uphill battle and in my in the city where i live and where my podcast is recorded um our city my city voted against it and i can't even get it delivered um to to my city even though it's legal but it's not a big deal because um, I, again, I have friends that grow, grow their own, and um, I've, I, I also use various hemp products um, from the farm bill, like like Delta Eight and, and what have you. So, I mean, it is it is what it is. But um, I um, yeah. I have like I, I know time is is is, is um, a, a valuable commodity, so I won't waste too much more of your time. So I'll ask you just one more. No, question. you're great, Amy. Yeah, I've got a crew down there doing a show down there right now, and I have another show that I have to do in a little while. So no, your timing was perfect. I'm wide open. All right. Okay. So my last question is, um, so, so, uh, um, so now that we now that this was put to a vote. And and it, it was seen that that there's a lot of desire and demand for cannabis in, in uh, to be legal for either medical purposes. And dare I say it, if, it, if I think if it were put it on, on the ballot in your state, I think it would pass for adult use. But now that we now that we've seen that like there's a lot of people in, in, in Mississippi that want it legal, um, so how do you, so now, now that we know that there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of demand for this, how do we, 
how do we like keep sort of the momentum going? Like now that we know that this is popular throughout the state, and there's so many people whose voices have been suppressed, and you're like, I, I want this, I, I want this available and, and legal and affordable. But um, like, like, but again, a lot of these voices, they were too scared to to speak out because it, you know it's illegal, it's stigmatized, that sort of thing. But behind the ballot box, they can just they can go. They don't they don't have to worry about some cop looking 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 over their backs, and they can vote yes. So how do we keep people um, motivated to to continue this fight? And how do we keep that energy? How do we keep that energy going and let these people that have voted yes know that it's it's okay to come out of the shadows and it's okay to sort of speak your story? Well, it's it's a dangerous time um, in the time of social media. I mean, think about how many people are criticized for what they do away from work. We're expected to be slaves to the system at all times. So it's for kind sure. of hard for people who are so enslaved by their responsibilities and their job and their homes and their huge budgets that they they can't risk it. They can't be who they want to be. They cannot have their freedoms because they have enslaved themselves. Point blank. We can blame the government all we want. We allowed a lot of these things to happen. Now, if we're aware of that, then that's where the beautiful change comes in, right? I mean, limited government can be a beautiful thing if you're active in it. Um, we have a right to our freedoms. Are we willing to give them up because we're afraid? Well, the thing is, it usually just takes one person standing and then another person comes and stands beside them. And that's what We Are the 74 is. Just stand with us. Support us how you can. There are some of us who are going to go out here and we're going to risk everything. We're going to give it our all and we're not going to fight until we can't fight anymore. We're not going to stop no matter what. And um, you know, we're fighting for everybody, but, you know, we need people more than ever right now to show up in front of the governor's mansion and stand with us. Um, five people in front of the governor's mansion. I'm so proud of five people, 500 people standing in front of the governor saying, I want my vote to be honored. It's a huge message to him. But one person standing in front of the governor's mansion saying, I want my voice honored is also a huge thing for the people. For sure, for sure. And um, as, as more people see that they are not alone and that other people, other people are, are suffering and they didn't have to suffer in silence is, 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 is great. And, and it should very much be in, in, encouraged. And again, I mean, the, we are not going away as, as the cannabis grassroots. This is not the 1990s or the 1980s. People know that this is a medicine um, and now we have, um, generation Z that like generation Z who don't eat, don't have a conscious memory of nine 11. These people are in their twenties. And I have my, my nephew is, um, is going to be turning 21 next month. So it's like, you, you're going to have like generation Z is not, they're not going to want to keep prohibition. And they're in, I've already been hearing that some of them are moving out of prohibition states for college. So again, they're, they're going to be losing out on a lot if they keep this going. And, um, and again, we just got to keep fighting, but, um, where can people find you and, um, your other projects and such? Um, so, um, obviously we have, we are the 74 Facebook group, which is the biggest one right now. We have about 15,000 members plus now. And then, um, a few of us have actually joined together 
been one of my dreams for the last few years is to start uh, Mississippi Cannabis News Network on YouTube. And um, it's just basically all cannabis all the time, science, history, education. And we just do like sit-ins and brainstorms and, and we have guests and stuff on our shows. I think we have six shows total right now that have already started production. So you can find us on there. But really more than anything, please show up in Jackson um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week if you can. Um, we're going to have some events posted on our Facebook group uh, to take part in or to watch a recording. We're uh, going to be filming like Hype Girls Roundtable, which is the women of MCNN, where we talk to other women in the cannabis world. Um, so, yeah, just anybody that wants to come out and check out and just hang out with us. I mean, yesterday we were dancing in front of the governor's mansion, singing, having the best time. Um, we're living it up because this is our state. Why can't we celebrate in that? We're celebrating cannabis in Mississippi from now on. It's the time of the people. And the people have spoken. And if you don't like cannabis, you're not going to like the future. <laughs> For sure. And um, that, that, that'll that be an excellent note to end it on. Um, thank you so much for being so generous with your with your time and, and, and filling us in on what's going on in Mississippi. Oh, everyone, thank you so much for having us. Again, any activist who is able and capable, we would love to have you standing with us in solidarity. Um, again, the cannabis community is nothing but love and acceptance and just this happy place, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Thank you guys so much for having us on. And um, if all you can do is just share our plight and what happened to us, please do. And thank you guys, and we love you from Mississippi. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, and have a good rest of your day. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash six five t g two n r again that is https colon slash slash discord dot gg slash six five t g two n r feel free to check out sequoia organics for a great source of cbd and hemp based products you can check them out by the link https colon slash bit dot ly slash three three fk rv 
nine. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as dog treat 20, tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.